Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, friends, and welcome to the Spirit Alive Network. This is Prayer Changes Things. I am your host, Janie Branch, and it is Wednesday, December the 21st, 2016. Once a year, 2016, it is the third Wednesday. I am so thankful that you are all able to join in and listen in and tune in this evening. I am very excited to be back on the air. As you know, I will now be broadcasting one Wednesday out of the month. It will be every third Wednesday. Amen. But I do want to say that I was not able to do last month. So if you caught me October, you wasn't for sure what happened in November. It was just before Thanksgiving, and so we usually do not have a broadcast on that day. Amen. So once again, welcome, and I'm so happy to be back. Um, So I'll be here. This is the third Wednesday of this month, and I'll be back next month. Um, I want to go ahead and let you know what our topic is this evening. The title actually is Don't Look back. Amen. Don't look back. So it's going to be a mixture of a, maybe two different subjects. I have don't look back and the other one is open Christ. So one is going to be more about going forward into the new year, whereas the second one, um, I'll work it in. It'll be more about, um, it'll be a little more focusing on, on this holiday season, this Christmas season. Amen. And it's going to talk about some of the difficulties some of us have during this season. I'm not going to um, have a sad message for you. It's going to be something that's going to um, uplift you, hopefully, and, and bring um, you you forward and, and bring some perspective on when people have difficulty during this time of year. So one of the scriptures I'm going to uh, speak from for one message is Genesis 19 um, and 15. Um, so I'll I'll read that and I'll read more of Genesis 19. So if you have your Bible, um, you know, your your iPad or on your phone, you can pull that up if you're able to. That's Genesis 19. So as we all know, the purpose of this program is to share biblical teachings that will help you to effectively pray with power and conviction that will transform every area of your life. And so I do that with stories. Um, I do it with testimony. Um, sometimes I may use someone else's or I may use my own, of course. And um, I always will have a scripture to go along with it, a title, and a message for you. So let's go ahead and um, pray with me, please. Father God, I just thank you for the opportunity that I'm able to to come back and deliver your word. I'm so grateful for who you are in our lives. We thank you in this, this season that we're in that we can spend a little extra more time um, spreading who you are to the world, uh, to those who do not know you, who do not know about Christ, who uh, don't know about how loving you are, how wonderful you are, how forgiving you are, for how comforting you are, how loving and caring that you are. So this time as believers, as Christians, we walk around with this knowledge all the time, and we don't need Christmas Day, we don't need the 25th or this season to let us know whom that we serve and that the Savior came to set us all free, amen, but it is a time that we can be a witness to the world. It is a time that we can extend that love, amen, to those who um, who haven't been taught about you, uh, those who aren't familiar with your ways, or those who may have some um, skewed version of, of the gospel, amen. So hopefully, Father God, prayerfully, I'm praying that each and every one of us, that we may remember, that we may remember not to get caught up into the commercialism of the season, um, that we're not caught up into uh, let's see, we're not caught up into the stress of the season, amen, but that we are to remember that it is about the birth of Christ, the Savior entering the world and saving us from sin, amen. So, Father God, touch each and every person that's listening right now, their mind, their eyes, that they're able to not hear 
Janie Branch, but they're able to hear the Lord. Amen? Amen. These things I ask in Jesus' name. And if you agree with me, please say amen. I do declare miracles and breakthroughs and transformations and healing in the name of Jesus. Okay, so so we can go ahead and just get into part of um, tonight's message. Um, As I said, I'll start with don't look back. And the scripture is probably not a typical one that you would find during this season, um, coming from Genesis 19, speaking about Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, This message had this scripture, this whole, you know, story had been on my mind for a while. And um, I was thinking, well, maybe now is not the time, but I didn't get another message from the Lord to give, so I figured this is the one to have. And then after a while, I said, you know what, this is appropriate because because we are entering into a new year, and a lot of us have New Year's resolutions, um, things that we reflect on, um, things that we talk about with other people that we say we're going to change, that we want to tweak or that we want to do. I myself, I usually am someone that I no longer make resolutions. I do have goals throughout um, the year. I just sort of reflect on the year and see how I did do a self-check on myself. So this one I think is appropriate. Don't look back. I'll go ahead um, and read the scripture, which is Genesis 19, uh, 15. That's the focus scripture. Um, So with the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, and you will be swept away when the city is punished. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. And that was from Genesis 19.15. Amen. That's the word of God. Okay, so this evening's message, as I said, is more of, you know, New Year's walking forward message and less of a Christmassy type of message. Well, I did say I had two to give you, so the second one will probably be, will fit that. So since um, this will be my last broadcast of 2016, that's why I thought, as I said, it was appropriate. So I really want to say, you know, some words on walking into our new year because actually, um, New Year's is one of my favorite holidays because I like the fact that it represents something new happening. It's a new day, um, although it's a new calendar year, you know, and it's, it's, to us it represents so much in our life. Um, and with God, you know, um, it doesn't he doesn't work off that calendar. God has his own calendar that we have to follow, amen. But in our natural lives here, we do you know, it is something significant to us. So um, it's just a wonderful time. Um, you know, the seasons begin to change, um, and it's a time of reflection, I feel. And I think that's always good because we're able to do a self-check on ourselves. Okay, so I'll get into our message. Okay, so let me give um, a little backdrop on Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah were cities um, mentioned in the Old Testament. Um, and God, uh, divine judgment by God was then passed upon Sodom and Gomorrah and two of their neighboring cities, which were completely consumed by fire and brimstone, okay? So they were destroyed. God destroyed those two cities. Sodom and Gomorrah have been synonymous with sin and their fall um, into, uh, let's, what, what's the word? I looked it up, divine retribution. So they were doing sin. It was just sin there. It was things against God, things that he did not ordain. Just imagine, um, let's see, uh, let's see, a modern-day place. Sometimes people say San Francisco. Some people say Las Vegas where things are just all type of things are just happening and people are just doing whatever they want to do. Uh, so that's in a sense I'm just giving you um, some type of idea of what Sodom and Gomorrah was like. So Sodom and Gomorrah have been used as metaphors for vices or for, you know, homosexuality or deviation. And the story, therefore, has given rise to words in our language, uh, the word sodomy in our English language, in a sense, comes from this, used in sodomy laws to describe usually a sexual crime of what the, um, a sexual crime 
which is listed as sexual crimes against nature. So that means something that's, you know, out of the ordinary or something that's different. Um, it's usually described that way. So now I'm going to read a little more of, of Genesis. Um, it's not a story that's going to, in Genesis 19 about Sodom and Gomorrah, it's not a story that's going to necessarily put you to so sleep, amen, but it is going to give you some background to tie into the message this evening, so please bear with me. Okay, so I'm going to start here at 19, Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When he saw them, so we have Lot, he's our main character here, and then um, we have the two angels approaching. Um, when he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground because he's recognizing that these are angels of the Lord. My Lord, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. So he's inviting them to, you know, wash their feet because in that time they wore sandals um, and their feet were dusty. And when you enter someone home, you know, it was um, standard to wash. That was the standard, the practice, to wash your feet. And so he was saying you can wash your feet and you can spend the night, you know, in my home and you can go on about your way. But they told him, no, that they would sleep, you know, outside. They would sleep in the main square. But he insisted so strongly that they did not go, um, that they did not go with him and entered his house. He prepared a meal for them um, and breaking bread without, baking bread without yeast, and they ate. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. Amen? So you have the angels. They went to Lot's home. He convinced them to come sleep with him at his home. He fed them. That evening, <laughs> excuse me, um, when they had gone to bed, I guess of the men of the town, of Sodom and of the city, got word, got wind that um, the angels, these new, these, these new fellows were in town, and they came to Lot's house. They called to Lot. Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. Now, remember what I told you. Sodom and Gomorrah is a place where all type of things are happening. People are, they're having sex. They're just, it's just debauchery. It's just, it's, it's people say heathenism. So everything goes here. Everything is going on, okay? So Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind them. So Lot goes outside and he says, no, no, you know, don't do this wicked thing. You know, they wanted to rape the men. He's saying, no, you can't come in here. You cannot have them. Um, he, he offered up his daughters even. He says, look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do with them what you want to do, but, you know, just leave these two angels of the Lord alone. But don't do anything to these men, for they have come under the protection of my roof. Because this is hospitality. He's like, no, their, their protection should be that they're in my home. You know, these are two good guys, you know. Um, these guys are not here to harm anyone. Well, they didn't know it was going to happen. But he's like, they're in my home, and so they're under my protection. So the, the, the men are at the door, and they're telling him, get out of our way. Um, this fellow came here as a stranger, as a foreigner, and now he wants to play the judge. We'll treat you worse than them. They kept bringing pressure on Lot, and they actually moved forward to break down the door. I mean, they are going to, like, you know, beat Lot up, rip off the door. They are going in this house because they want what, they're, what they want. Because this is – let's not concentrate just on the fact that um, – it was necessarily just a rape. This is showing the, the type of heart that the people had, that there was a greed, if there was a want, there was a, a desire for everything um, that was of the flesh. This was a fleshly place to live and to, um, and, 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 and to dwell in. Anything goes. So the flesh there was very greedy. So they had no sense of, you know, of um, being polite or, or 
hospitality to say that this is God's home, and these these are his guests, and we're we're not going to bother them. No, they wanted to get into this place. Okay, okay, so where was I? So I was at the point where they kept bringing pressure on Lot and moving and, and, and you know, and, and they're, break, they're getting ready to break forward and get into this house, okay? But the men inside reached out and pulled Lot back into the house and shut the door. So imagine, Lot's outside trying to hold these men off, these guys off, this, this crowd off, and um, the, the angel, these, these servants, open the door, snatch Lot right back in. Then they struck the men who were outside the door, who were at the door of the house, the young and the old men. They struck them with blindness so that they could not find the door, okay? So what is this? I'm reading this straight from the Bible. But the men, this is the NIV version. But the men inside reached out, or this is the angel, and pulled Lot back into the house and shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, they were young and old, with blindness so that they could not find the door. For some reason, I had to stop right there because that is so powerful. Your protection, the angels that come for you, they can blind the enemy so that the enemy cannot get to you. That very thing that's trying to pull you in, you've been fighting it. You've been fighting it for so long. Imagine that one thing um, that that's trying to uh, see. The enemy wants you wants to get the thing that you're trying to protect. You know, some of us are trying to protect our sanity, our family. You know, or maybe there's something about us that we don't want others to see. And the enemy, he's fighting us on that. And he's at the door and he's trying to get in. And 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 the angels are there with him. And if you really think about it, these were God's servants. He really didn't have to do that. He could have just said, oh, okay, go ahead and do what it is you want to do. And look what happened. The angels blinded the men, and they couldn't even find the door. God will protect you from the thing that is trying to get into you and take you outside of what he has for you, where they can't even find the doorknob, okay, because they their eyes were blinded to it. They could no longer see Lot. They could no longer see the men that were in the house. There was nothing that they could do at that point, amen, and, and that's what God will do for you, and this is a great message. Um, just think about some of the things that you've gone through or that you've been fighting against and you've been trying to protect. And you're thinking, I'm going to protect this good thing. I'm going to uh, protect what God has for me. I'm going to protect my household. And sometimes um, we, you know, we, we use all of our energy and we're fighting and, and we're, you know, we're resisting and we're trying to just go to battle with this thing. With Sometimes that battle, as they say, it's not yours. It is the Lord's. And he sends his protection and he sends his angels to, to those who love him, who we have mercy on, whom he sees favor in, amen, and they will snatch you out of that situation. You can just be snatched out of something. So if you're going through something right now and you can't see your way out and you like, I've been fighting this thing, just know that at any moment you can be snatched out of it. Because God knows sometimes that, you know, we're not going to stop. He's like, okay, I can see this. This one is going to keep fighting. This one is feisty. You know what I'm saying? This one is going to keep standing up for me. This one is going to keep showing that they, you know, that they have um, some, some God, Holy Ghost, fearness inside of them, and that they want to protect a good thing. Amen? So they're going to go to battle for me. You know, in a sense, they were protecting these angels, these servants, because that was his reverence. For the Lord, Amen. And so it says that the uh, the man, the angels, caused blindness so that they were not able to find the doorknob. The two men said to Lot, "Do you have anyone else here, Amen?" So now the angels are saying, "You know, you know, we, we can't even stay here through the night. Do you have anyone else here, um, sons-in-law, sons or daughters, or anyone else?" in the city who belongs to you, amen, get them 
out of here. Because, see, the angels came to destroy this city. Amen. So because we are going to destroy this place, amen, so there's been explaining, we're going to destroy this place. But we find favor in you. We found some goodness here. Amen. So, you know, God. God is going to protect those that he knows. They they have that goodness in them. And when I say that, I'm just saying that um, they're not going, they're not following the crowd. They're standing out. They're trying their best to protect what God has placed in them. They're trying, you're trying your best to guard your heart, amen. And sometimes you may fall into some things that are not of God, but you're always coming back and you're asking for forgiveness. You're always coming back and you're acknowledging the Lord and you have reverence for him, amen. And so the outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So they're explaining, we're here to destroy this place. So Lot went out and he spoke out in law um, who were fledged, to marry his daughters, and he said, "Hurry and get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city." But his sons-in-law, they thought he was joking. I mean, they're like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they was having a good time out there. They was like, uh, you know, this this isn't gonna end. But you know, sometimes when we're in some things we're not supposed to be in, it's all gonna come to an end someday. Amen. So when you've been warned and um, Someone has come to you with some wisdom, and they're telling you, you need to get out, and you need to do it in a hurry. Because I don't know if they knew that the men had been blinded or if those, or if the angels were there or whatever happened, but they didn't, whatever it was, they didn't believe Lot. So with the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, hurry, take your wife and your daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. So he's telling us, you don't have much time. We're telling you to leave because this place will no longer be, you know, at dawn, come morning time, okay? So it goes on, and now I'm reading down, and I'm in Genesis 19, and it's number 16 is the verse. When he hesitated, when Lot hesitated, the men grasped his hands, the angels, and the hands of his wife and of his two daughters, and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. I'll start over. It says, when he hesitated, Lot hesitated, the servants of the Lord grasped his hand. And you know, that's so many of us, hesitant, hard-headed. He's telling him, this place is going to be destroyed. And I know Lot had to believe him because he saw him. He saw that those men were blinded, so he's know he's recognizing the power. He's knowing what the Lord can do. He's knowing who the Lord has sent, and so he he's hesitant. Though, what is it about us that makes us hesitant and stubborn? And and we get the word, we get the message, and we get ready to go, and we just we 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 saw it's like a, 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 wait a minute, what is it? that makes us hesitant because is it because we don't know what's on the other side because we're so used to where we were because we were comfortable what is it but a lot of times even when you're hesitant and says the lord has mercy on him they were led away sometimes god has to just pull us and lead us away gently give us that last hug because he's like you know you're my child, and I know what's in you. And, you know, I have this mercy on you right now. And, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to lead you in the right direction. I'm just going to give you a little tug because you need a little extra help. So as soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, so now the angels, they're knowing. They're like, okay, we got the family out, you know. Not the son-in-law. They thought it was all a joke. They stay. We got the, they got the wife, the two daughters. They have lots. They're safely out of the city. The Lord has mercy on them. And as soon as they had brought them out, one of them, the angel said, flee for your lives. This is what he's telling them. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. You know, when God brings his judgment 
<laughs> when his wrath comes down and he's time to end something, you don't want to be in the way. You don't want to be in the way. They're telling him to be free and clear and to flee to the mountains. Get up to the mountains where your help comes from, where the Lord is, or you will definitely be swept away. Flee for your lives and don't look back. This was an urgent plea that needed immediate reaction, excuse me, immediate action, a response. Flee for your lives and don't look back and don't stop anywhere. You know, this got me thinking about moving forward and of the part that says don't stop anywhere. As we're moving forward out of this year, and maybe there's a lot of us that God is leading us somewhere, he says don't stop. So even while you're walking, some of us, we walk forward. Maybe we didn't turn and glance back and look back, but we did what? We stopped. And we could just be standing there. And he says, don't stop anywhere. When God is telling you to leave somewhere, you don't stop and smell the roses and the daisies to see what's going on. He said to get out of there. And when God tells you to get out of somewhere, that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to stop and and, and, and try and um, what if you would have kept trying to convince his son-in-law who weren't coming? You give that warning, you say, oh, okay. You dust your feet off and you keep on walking. So we're not to stop and you don't look back. That's what they were told. But Lot said to them, no, my Lord, please, your servant has found favor in your eyes and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me and I'll die. He says, look. Here's a town. This is Lot. He's telling them there's a town near enough to run to, and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Um, then my life will be spared. So, you know, he's trying to go to the mountains. It seems like he's still trying to stay, you know, a little close to where the action is going. You know, I don't know. This is just how I'm seeing it. He's not necessarily like, I'm going to the mountains. You know, he's still negotiating here. But he's saying, like, wait a minute. You know, I see favor. If just maybe I'll ask, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I heard the Spirit of the Lord tell me before, you're not asking. And the word tells us to ask and to seek God for what we need. We have not because we ask not. Amen. So he asked. And he asked if for this extra little favor. I can't make it that far because I have a feeling I might be swept out. But I know it's a little favor on my life, Lord. And, you know, we can do that. We can be like, Lord, I know there's a little favor on my life. And, you know, I'm in this position right now. There's this little thing that I need. And you can ask that. Um, so he said to him, very well. His request was granted. You see, you'll never know if you don't ask. You'll never know if you don't open up your mouth and pray to the Lord and ask him for what you need. If you need to ask God, you say, it's almost like saying, I need to tap in on this favor that I have from the Lord. Amen. You're like, Lord, you know, I've just been grateful and thankful, and I really haven't asked for anything lately, and I see what you did for me in this situation. So, God, I'm just asking you this one time right now. Can you just do this little thing for me? Can you do that? And you'll never know. Maybe it's the time that you can have, because it's only gays and amens and God, and sometimes it's not necessarily a no, it's just a not now. But at that time, the response was granted, the, the request was granted. Very well, I will grant this request too. I will not overthrow the town that you speak of. Amen. Because sometimes when that favor is on your life and it's something that you're involved in, that whole place going to be blessed. All those people, the see, all those surrounding cities were all were supposed to be destroyed in this area. But because um, Lot and his family needed to go there, needed to flee there because they needed a little extra time, everybody there was saved. Do you see what you bring to the table when you enter a situation, when you enter relationships, when you enter um, when you enter a new place? They don't know. You don't know who you sit next to sometimes. You don't know who's coming your way that has the favor of the Lord on them, that has God's mercy 
see just dripping and falling all over them. And just because that person showed up to where she improved, amen, you were saved from some things or from something that you deserve to happen to you. And you're just looking around like, I know, goodness, goodness well, that such and such shit that happens to me, but the mercy of the Lord spared me, and I don't know why, but I say thank you, Lord. And that may be because somebody else's favor, somebody else's overflow, amen, fell over into your cup, onto your saucer, onto your saucer, amen, and you were given another chance. Your life was spared for something. So you never know. Treat people right. Walk in the right circles and always know that it may it ain't always because of you, because sometimes it's just flowing from somebody else. So he said, very well, I will grant this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. Amen. So they had to be safe and out of the way, Lot and his um, and his daughters and his wife. Amen? So remember, it's free for your lives. What's our message today? Don't look back. And another one is don't stop anywhere either. We don't want you stopping. We don't want you looking back. You go straight where you got to go. Um, this may be, you know, on the corny side, but you've seen the movies, though some of the the uh, the movies where you have the person who decides to change their life, and then they got that one last chance to do it, but they decide to go visit the old neighborhood one last time, or they decide to go visit or dibble-dabble in what they used to do one last time before I enter this new thing. The message is don't look back and don't stop. Do not stop to dibble and dabble and to visit the old thing, amen, because the message is don't stop anywhere or you will be swept up. You don't want to be swept up. And like I said, the one of those corny movies or one of the movies where, you know, the young man says he's going to change his life, but he got to go and stop and see, you know, Poop and Ray Ray, the gangbangers, and, and say one last goodbye and hoorah to them, and then what happens? His life ends because he got swept up. Amen? And that really does happen. Some of us have a really bright future, but we stop along the way. The message is don't stop anywhere and don't look back. Amen. So we got a little bit more time. Let me keep going and give you some more. So um, the angels told him very well, you know, the, the wish was granted. The request was granted. Um, I won't overthrow the town that you speak of, but flee quickly. Once again, they're saying quickly because we can't do anything until you're out of the way, okay? Time Lot reached Zor. That's the, that's the city he's trying to get to. The sun had risen over the land, okay, so it's dawn, and uh, the, the, the sunrise. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heaven. The Lord rained down burning sulfur. Burning sulfur? That means nothing will can survive that. Um, it it it, that's that's just toxic and that's just burning and it's over. You know that that's a sting. That that hurts. And so it says that um, burning it burned sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah. It destroyed everything. Um, this came from the Lord out of the heavens. This came down from heaven. But. He overthrew those cities and the entire plain. Remember that plain that they had to run through? And the the angels told them, don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the, the servants told them, flee to the mountains for the way. Amen. So that whole plain is destroyed. And it destroyed um, all those living in all those cities and also the vegetation of the land. There was nothing left to eat. There was nothing to grow. He destroyed the land so that nothing, amen, could exist there. It was all taken away. But Lot's wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. 
Why do we look back? Why do we look back? Why should we not look back? Let's think about that. Because the message this evening is to don't look back. Don't look back from the sin. Don't look back at the sin from where he brought you from. Don't look back at that life that you were in that God delivered you from. There are so many people destroyed by the lifestyle that they live. Amen? But God spared you, and he saw favor upon you. And when you look back, you're desiring, it's like maybe something is there that I still want. Maybe there's something there that still has my name on it or that is calling me. What is it that she wanted to see? What is it there, what was it there that that made her look back and the rest of the family did not? What happened in Sodom and Gomorrah that she couldn't leave behind? Because they said, don't look back. Because if you look back at what he has burned, what he has destroyed, what was not good for you, it can kill you because in this instance, this isn't just a glancing over the shoulder. This is showing that she had some desire to be there, to be back into what this family was delivered from. Maybe she it was just out of curiosity, but they were telling her it's going to end. And then we can't do anything until you get there. So she, she they made it to Zor. So she knew the urgency. But inside of us sometimes, we can't leave certain things because something inside of us has this burning desire to just go back and to look back and to peek at it one more time. So I really think the key here that can help us is to don't look back. Don't look at it. Don't stop. And if you don't stop, you probably won't look back. You know what I'm saying? If you just keep going, imagine if you're walking forward and you, I mean, and you just stop, you might want to look back. So she did probably both things. Well, if she looked back, she had to Oh, I don't know. She necessarily stopped. But it says Lot's wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. So God didn't even want them to look back. The message was, I don't want you to look at that lifestyle and that world anymore. I want to deliver you over this way. I want you to keep moving forward. I don't want you to go backward because there's nothing there for you. She looked back at a place that had nothing for her. And that's what we do. We look back at places that have nothing for us. When God is taking us into a land of plenty, he's saving us. He's sending us somewhere else. And I'm thinking it's because we don't know where we're going. Amen? Well, if there's one person we can trust out of anybody, we can trust the Lord. Amen? We, it, it's not necessarily that we have to trust other people and trust the place that we're going, just trust the Lord and know that he has favor, that we have, we're favored by him, amen, and that his mercy and that his grace, that it follows us, that he will snatch us out and pluck us out. Even when we're trying to fight something off, we see what happens. They had so many chances, but yet she looked back, and that's our message. Don't look back and don't stop. She looked back at a place that was being destroyed, that was over. And see, a lot of times when we're being moved from something, it's because this other thing is about to end. Something disastrous is going to happen there, okay? And God doesn't want you to be in that because he found, found favor over you. He found, he sees, he sees uh, something in you, amen? Um, he sees himself in you. Hallelujah. Um, 
so we don't want to look back. We don't want to stop. We want to move forward. We're going into our new calendar year. And as I said, God isn't on that calendar. But for us, it's significant. It's, it's significant because it represents like a goal and something new. So it's almost like a marker for us. And so as we march into 2017, we don't want to look back at those things on um, that happened in 2016 where they have been destroyed or there are places that we should not have been and places that we should not have gone. God has delivered us from a lot of places. He's taken us from so much. Amen. And so we want to be obedient. We don't even want to be hesitant. But you notice that even when you're slightly hesitant, uh, it says Lot and his family he, the, the servants grabbed, the men grabbed their hands and led them because they were like, let me, let me take them a little more. But we only can, they, you only can be pushed so far. You got to be able to, you, you have to be able in your relationship to trust God enough not to look back. And when he, he leads you so far, I'm not going to stop and I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to allow anything to take away my attention or to turn me away. It meant, it meant that she wasn't focused on where she was going, that while she was moving forward, her focus was somewhere else. Something else had her attention. So her body was in one direction, but her mind was somewhere else, you see. So a lot plays out. The mind is very important. We can get this mind thing right. We all know that. We get our mind right. <laughs> We're going to change the world. Our heart and our mind lined up. Sounds like her heart was in the right direction. She was like, oh, you know, I'm following my husband. We're going to go this way. Amen. But something had her focus and her attention. And um, I did read while I was studying on this that um, her looking back, it wasn't just, you know, some type of represent, some type of just a little glance over her shoulder, that it was about her attention being somewhere else. So that's another thing, and don't look back. Because it's saying it's showing that our attention, our focus, is somewhere else. She, when we're moving forward, we're going into the new thing and into the next year. Let's have our focus so centered in attention, um, and our attention on Christ, Amen. That we won't look back. That we won't even think about looking back because we're moving forward. So we not only do we want to be positioned in the right position, we want our minds in the right position, in the forward-thinking position. We want our minds to be looking towards God. Amen? We want them to be going where he's taking us, even if it means that we got to flee from that thing, even if it means if we got to run. God says to go and get out of there. He told someone that's listening to go and get out of there. But you're being hesitant. Even in your hesitancy, you're being pulled and led. And now that you've been pulled and led and he gave you a little extra time, don't look back. Leave that situation or you'll be destroyed in it. Amen? You don't want to be the pillar of salt. You want to go where your family going. You want to be with your daughters and your husband and your family. You want to save your family. See, you can save your family. You can destroy part of your family by looking back. They need you. They needed their mother. Amen? But she looked back. There's somebody that needs you, and they need you to go. They need you to be obedient and to follow the Lord. Amen? <clears throat> they need you not to stop along the way. They need you to keep on moving. And that's what we want to do. We're going to keep on moving, and we're not going to stop in 2017. We're going to blast through that thing. No matter what is happening with fiery dark behind us and buildings blowing up and falling behind us and all type of things that are going on in the world. But you know what? You can be like Lot, and you can be like his family, and you can have the hand of the Lord upon you, and you can have those angels surrounding you and protecting you and pulling you out of things. That's why when people talk about all the things that's going on in the world, I'm not worried about that because I have the Lord on my side. I have favor from the Lord. I have mercy and grace. And every morning when they woke up that morning and things were ending, mercy was right there with its hands upon them. Mercy surrounded them. That mercy today is what we know is 
day we have Christ in our lives and he represents that mercy for us, that he took the pain for us, amen, that he 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 died on the cross for us, amen, that his life, he came into this world not with much, amen, but very meagerly, amen. He didn't have a silver spoon in his mouth. He was not born in a decent place. His mother and his father couldn't even find a room, amen, or something decent to put him in or to deliver him or to, you know, have him, as they said, there was no room at the end, but they went out, you know, to um, something like a barn or where the animals were, the animals. She had to give birth, Mary did, to where where the animals were, amen, and deliver Christ. So that tells you it's not about how you start, but it's about how you finish. It's about your finish. So we got a little bit more time this well. We're going to finish strong. We've heard that message before. We're going to finish strong. We're not going to stop. We're not going to look back. And things behind us are ending. They come to an end, and we're not going to desire those things. Amen. We're not going to desire anything that is not of the Lord. We're just going to continue to move back, excuse me, to move forward in the Lord. Amen. So that's pretty much my message this evening um, is that we don't want to look back. We don't want to stop. We want to march forward. We want our attention and our mind not to be on what was on those places. And when I'm saying what was, uh, I'm, I'm saying the places where we shouldn't have been, the things uh, where we got caught up in we shouldn't have been doing. And I'm saying the those, those things that hold us down um, and that those Sodom and Gomorrah areas in our, our lives that we find ourselves getting into. But the angel, God will send you protection. God will come and get you no matter where you are. He, he's not afraid, and, um, and Christ is not afraid to walk into those places and to be with people that, uh, that people say aren't right or aren't living right. That's who God came for. That Excuse me, that's who Christ came for, for the least of us, amen, for the brokenhearted, for the those deep down and dirty and in the places that we shouldn't be, amen. Those are the places that he goes to, amen. And I'm just saying that God will come and snatch us out of some things. He will send us protection. His favor will pop up and show on us, and that favor will cover our family, amen, and it will take us to places we can never imagine, amen. So I want to wrap up this evening. I want to say a prayer. I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. I want your family to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. And I don't want anyone to focus on what they don't have. Because when we get up into get caught up into the commercialism of the season, we sort of focus on what we don't have. Because we have, you know, magazines and newspaper ads and social media and TV and commercials and all these different things telling us, you know, how we should spend our holidays or what we should have and what we should do and how our family should look and how our bank account should be set up. That's not what it's about. That's not what Christ's birth represented at all. Not about the perfect situation or the perfect family because we know his family wasn't perfect. I'm sure people talked about this because Mary became pregnant before she was even married to Joseph because the Lord put um, the, um put put planted the baby inside of her, inside of a virgin. So all our situations isn't perfect, and he, God, is, Jesus is our perfection. That's the perfection that was sent, amen? So we don't have to be perfect souls. All we have to do is be obedient, be faithful, and believe in Jesus Christ, amen? And that's how it starts. That's all we need to focus on and reflect on in this season is that we don't have to have a perfect situation in order to follow the Lord, in order to be a part of Jesus' life and his plan and and the gospel. His gospel, his message is just about love, about sacrifice, 
about obedience. Amen? It's about mercy. It's about looking like him and shining like him and being loving, being obedient, loving our neighbor. Amen? So I want you to have a wonderful season. I don't want you to focus on what you don't have but on what you do have. I don't care how many gifts are under your tree or not under your tree. That's not what it's all about. I want you to focus on what Christ's birth meant and that when he was born, it wasn't a perfect situation. So don't look back on all the imperfections of what you don't have, where you were delivered from, but just Focus on where you're going and where he wants to take you. Amen. Father God, I just thank you for this message. I thank you for this word. I pray that somebody was uplifted and touched and that somebody heard it, that somebody was delivered, and that somebody will not look back and we will not stop, Father God, anywhere in the places where you said not to, but that our attention will be focused on where we're going. And as we're moving forward, that our mind will be thinking, well, let me make one more pit stop. Let me just look back just to see something. All we want to see is you, Lord. We want to run in your direction. We want to flee to the to the mountain where our help is, where you are. We want to go up, Father God. We don't want to go down. We want to go up where you are. The only time that we go down, we want to go down on our knees praying to you. So, Lord, once again, touch each and every person that's listening. Bless their families. We thank you in this season um, that we reflect on um, Jesus and on his birth and what it truly means, amen, to be a Christian and to be a lover of Jesus, amen, and not about uh, material things, amen, things that aren't eternal, things that don't last and things that don't have value because we know there's value in Christ. There's a value in his birth. There's value in, um, in living a life of obedience and faithfulness and being thankful for your grace and for your mercy. These things we ask in Jesus' name, amen. So thank you for listening to this message. I pray that you were blessed, amen, and that you got something out of it. And um, once again, I'll be back next month on the third Wednesday of the month. I'm sorry, I don't have a calendar in front of me, so I'll have another message for you then. And once again, be safe. Uh, be kind. Have a Merry Christmas. I pray that you were blessed and received a good message from, from the Lord. I thank you for joining me this, e- this evening. I may be reached at branchj4 at gmail.com, and I'll be back next month. Remember to invite someone to listen. I am your host, Janie Branch, and as always, from all of us at the Spirit Alive Network, be ye transformed. Good night, and God bless. Thank you. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.